who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me is eric sanchez on a full show not a mini show how's it going buddy oh it's going great good i mean it's about i mean we'll see how it goes after we talk about the this show we decided to look at fall brawl it'll, war it'll, games it'll be fine 90 1993 we'll, we'll mm-hmm. find some fun with it so we're looking at wcw fall brawl war games 1993 one will rise one will fall that's the tagline here mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get into it and we'll, a lot more other fun stuff i kind of just want to i don't know just talk with you instead of talking about this show but normally in the positive yeah, what do you want to talk about well, we'll get there. On the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, mm-hmm. we like we we, think, we, don't, we don't complain about shows. We we find stuff to like, and I'm sure we'll find stuff to like here. Uh, and we'll talk about why I picked this show and a whole lot more as we dive in this week. Uh, if you missed the past mini-show this week, go check that out in your podcast app. Just talk some live event stuff I did. Um, and make sure you're subscribed to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the Facebook group for discussions and memes and and other fun stuff. Oh, Chris Sullivan posted a meme a minute ago. I want to pull it up before I forget. It was I was cracking up at it before I forget. Oh, what was it there? Uh, give me a second. We got a lot. Oh yeah, it's it's a picture of Stu Hart stretching Bret Hart in the dungeon, and it says, "Until you pin me, Bret Festivus is not over." <laughs> so thank you for Chris Sullivan for for sharing that. Thanks to all of our friends in the Facebook group. Keep joining. Add the discussion. Rad Chad's in there. Nate's in there. Uh, Steve Hoker's in there. The fully posable guys are in there. And everyone, everyone in there, keep adding discussion to it. It's a lot of fun. You can just search Positively Processing Podcast. Also, go ahead and search in uh, your Twitter account if you're still active on Twitter at PPW Podcast. We're there. And of course, just subscribe to your favorite podcast app. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be there. You for said you. if you're still over there. <laughs> I mean, Twitter's kind of like weird right now where I'm finding that. Tweets I'm sending aren't getting a lot of interaction. Yeah, and I read okay. that was because <clears throat> unless you're paying for like Twitter Blue, you're not your tweets aren't going to the, to the top of people's feeds and, and all that. But whatever. Oh, okay. Listen, I mean, we're going to keep cranking shows out. We've been doing this for five years or whatever. We've been right. doing it now. We're going to keep having fun. Social media is not going to stop us. <laughs> it's not. It'll slow us down. But it's not going <laughs> to stop us. So what's new? What's new in Eric's world? Since oh you've been on the show? man! Ringside 2.0 sales up, and it's already cheaper. Some of the stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna wait for wait. 4.0. I think I'm gonna wait till <clears> next <throat> Friday before I before I pick anything up. What's new with you? Any wrestling stuff? Been watching anything? And old stuff, new stuff, hanging out. Oh man! I mean, just um, I mean, doing a lot of working. Um, a lot of Christmas shopping. So oh yeah, so I've got a and you've been hit, hitting the stores. No, I'm hitting the uh, websites. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm doing pickup in store though, so you mm-hmm. know, at, at least I'm getting some fresh air and, you know, inter- human interaction. 
What do you buy him? Um, fun. Yeah, I'm, kids. I don't know. Uh, gift for the kids. Gift um, for the wife. Um, um, um. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. No, Bed Bath and Beyond. Bath and Body Works picked up some stuff okay. from there. Target. Um, so nothing exciting. Nothing I want to hear like a what? You, you get what? Do you, you get your fiance like a big gift for Christmas? Um, big gift. You know what? It depends on her idea. Well, your idea of a big gift. Like to her, like one of the most important things she's been wanting, and every every time around this year, she's like, "I really want a clapper." So of course, I'm going to get her a clapper. But that's not the only thing I'm going to get her. There's. Does the clapper exist anymore? Isn't that yeah. like Alexa now? Like Alexa turn the lights? Like, <laughs> no, Alexa no, she's, she's old school. She she doesn't want to. She doesn't want a smart home. <laughs> I'd really like a fax machine if you can get one of those. <laughs> or what was that um, web TV? <laughs> yeah, I really want a web TV to browse. I want to browse. Yeah, Sorry, so I'm she's she, <laughs> talking shit about your fiance. That's that fine. So she doesn't li- that yeah. she doesn't listen to. Hey, you don't know. Sometimes she'll say, "Oh, I really like your voice." I'm like, "Mmm, mmm, you sexy." She's talking about mine though. No, no, no. Let's let's get it right here. Okay. Oh man, I mean, there's so many like little things I'm getting her that off the top of my head, you know, I, I can't really say much. This this is a bit of a jump for a preview for our Christmas show. We're going to do it in a few weeks. But mm-hmm. would you rather have a lot of little gifts or a, one big gift? A lot as, of little to gifts. receive. A lot of little. You'd rather gifts. have you, you want you want quant, you want quantity over quality. Yeah. You want to open a lot of stuff. Okay. I do. Yeah. When you were a kid, was that more important? Mm, I think what I really wanted as a kid was always like a, a, a video game console. Um. I think those are the big ones I always wanted. Like every four years, I'd ask for one, <laughs> whether it was the Atari, the Nintendo, the Genesis. Yeah. And then by the time Xbox and all that stuff, I, I was buying that myself. But yeah, um, yeah, it was more video games and, and consoles. Like my big, my big um, wish. I'm the I'm the worst, as my wife says, with gifts. Now I'm like, don't get me anything. I'm like, I don't want anything. And like, I'm the guy. Like my wife will buy me. I'm like, we have to return this. We can't afford this. <laughs> like type of. I can't appreciate something if I don't ask for it. Like if okay. somebody's like, oh, I thought of you to get this. I'm looking, I'm like, this is, I don't even want this, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't, I don't say it um, you know, because it is the thought that counts. But at the same time, it's like another thing that I have to like put away somewhere because I'm never going to use it. My buddy, Tom, you know, Tom, our old service merchandise guy, we yeah. work with him and I, I'm mm-hmm. still really good friends with him. Yeah. Uh, he, his <clears throat> wife's dad, he's like, oh my God, he's the best at Christmas because he'll open something and be like, I hate it. <laughs> like tell the person <laughs> to their face. I think that's the honesty, um, you know, I'd appreciate. Yeah. Because at least I can you, go return it and get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got that receipt or something, pal? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have it. I'll take it back for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over, over here... I've been doing some kind of reorganize, reorganizing, put all the Christmas stuff up. Um, I cleaned up the basement really nice. We have our Christmas party mm-hmm. coming up next week. You'll be swinging by to that. Classy and, Christmas. Yeah, and if, listen. Is there, like a, the like, a, is there like a dress code? Like, can we wear pajamas no. or you wear whatever you ugly want. sweaters? Whatever you, think, whatever you think is classy. Costumes? Sure. Santa Claus? I'm going to wear my light-up Macho Man sweater. Okay. With a Santa hat, maybe. <clears> Lauren's going to wear a... A velvet Christmas dress she has. So it's whatever you want it to be. It's it, it, the classy Christmas joke was from the episode of The Office where mm-hmm. Michael has a classy Christmas when Holly comes back. Um, but that's it. And this is I'm throwing it out there. And a few people in our that I'm just personally friends with, like Jeff and um, 
a few other people. Like, if you're listening to this show, shoot me a DM or pass me on Facebook. You're invited. You're invited to the, you're invited to the classic <laughs> Christmas. If you want to come to Chicago for next weekend, next Saturday, put you up in the garage, the get a couple cots. No, no, you're not staying here. But you can come to the party. You oh. got to find your own uh, place to sleep. I mean, maybe, maybe it depends how much. If well, I there, if I've well, met you in a, person before, there's an Essence Suites down the street. There is. There's an Essence Suites down the street. If you want to romanticize your woman or mm-hmm. man, you can come over here. But <laughs> but yeah, come on over. Come check out the studio. Check out the video store. Check out everything. But I've been organizing down here. Do not touch uh, anything. Me? No, no, your guests. So what's funny you say that is bike basement's an L shape, as you know, mm-hmm. and whenever we have parties here. I put up a pickleball net crossing <laughs> off of my area to tell the kids, don't, <laughs> unbelievable, there's expensive stuff over I here, I know, man. but it's like, it's like a museum. <laughs> you, you put up some uh, some barriers, like, do not cross this line. Pretty much is what it's told, and adults could come over and look, obviously, but I don't want the kids, and yeah. I got a nice OLED TV over here, too. Uh-huh. I don't want their sticky fingers on that. That's, got belts that's true. And, Got my got some Hasbro's. Could you imagine if someone like broke my Doink's fingers or something? Oh Wouldn't my be... god! Or got uh, bubble gum in Doink's hair? <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Got Spilled a little old... Kool Aid on the, your um, your Nintendo wrestling buddy. Yeah, the wrestling oh yeah, your wrestling buddy. Yeah, I can't have that. All right, that makes yeah. sense. Just put, up, just put up a glass uh, like window. Okay. Like or like, uh, you haven't seen the new Knives Out movie. Which, by the way, Glass Onion is gonna. I was in theaters for a couple of days. It's coming to Netflix on the twenty third of okay. December. Do I which just, I just watched the first one two weeks. Wasn't ago. it great? So yeah, this, I really liked this it. new one. This new one's even better. It's so good. So it's it was my it's been it's my movie of the year, Glass Onion. So check it out when it comes out to Netflix. Uh, anyway, there's a scene in it with a Mona Lisa where, like, bulletproof glass comes up mm-hmm. every time something happens. So it's we're gonna do bulletproof glass in my basement, but. Anyway, yeah, come on, Eric. You can if you want to bring something to share. You can if you want to bring a cocktail. You can. If not, we've got plenty. We'll have plenty of drinks and snacks and food and stuff like that. Uh, Lauren was like, "What are we going to eat?" I'm like, "I don't know. Just a bunch of people like snacking. We'll just have a bunch of food out. Just snacks and uh, maybe some and I, uh, Totinos, little pizza rolls, and bagel we've, dogs. Well, we've got these uh, white chocolate chickens. peppermint uh, pretzels. Oh yeah, got to have that. We've got these these. Uh, chicken sausage things Lauren bought a while ago I'm like I'm like just make these and cut them up and put toothpicks in them they're fancy <laughs> chicken sausage from Costco yeah oh yeah oh, I love Costco's it. legit Costco's legit man so well I, I, I like it fun. for breakfast not as a, a hors d'oeuvre <laughs> well let's have a to- when it has a toothpick in it oh it tastes class. Okay. oh yeah it, it does isn't that weird when you would like <laughs> toothpick in food makes it taste better yeah. you should get like the sword toothpicks I mean that is class. That it, that's pretty classy. I think I might have to do that. Mm-hmm. Go. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go to the. I'm gonna go to the Irish Patriot Bar and just reach over the counter and steal them all. There you go. Um, does your work have sword toothpicks? Uh, we did, but we just packed them away because of some sort of new. I don't know planogram that's not set yet. <clears throat> so it's not inventory, it's a- right? You could just take. You could just take a box and bring them over. Oh yeah, I could do that. Okay, do that. Appreciate you. <laughs> I mean, I'll Appreciate pay. For, I'll pay for it. I'm not going to steal. Okay, store okay. toothpicks. Okay, well, I'll need them before the party. So you let me know. We'll, we'll work it out off air. Yeah, we're no, talking. No sword. I'm doing everything I can to avoid talking about World War Three, Fall Brawl, War Games '93. <laughs> World War Three. It wasn't World War Three. It was just right. It was just Fall Brawl, War Games. Yeah, that's right. World War Three was the three ring uh, battle royal. This is different. This is worse. Okay, so I picked this show 
because one, it's kind of piggybacking off the Survivor Series War Games concept that was back this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Let's do the first fall brawl. Not the first War Games, but the first pay-per-view you know, thing they did specifically for. I remember this fall brawl. So I looked and it was 93. I'm like, ooh, it's got British Bulldog in it. And anytime there's a British Bulldog in WCW, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, this doesn't feel right type of thing. Because I, I, I kind of remember as a kid too. It's like, I don't remember watching this show ever. And I was looking at the match. I'm like, I don't remember any of these. So I'm like, let's go let's go in blind and watch these. I don't think I've ever seen the show all the way through before. Of course, this is the famous Shockmaster show. Yeah, I watched this maybe three years, three or four years ago, you know, watching the whole Shockmaster thing. I mean, it, 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 it like comes up heavy, like every three or four years. It's yeah. like constantly like, Oh, a shock masters debut. And it's like, okay, you know, the older I get, the more I've seen it, obviously. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to see if Shockmaster, Cause I, I was reading about this, the match that they were promoting, there was going to be fall brawl. So I was just wondering, cause I never saw it. And I watched it. If Shockmaster is really going to wrestle with that glitter star Wars or stormtrooper helmet. No, he just no, comes he- out like a, you know, regular plumber. <laughs> construction worker like yeah he's like he's here to fix your pipes yeah <laughs> <laughs> like and they introduce him as Shockmaster. i'm like oh okay yeah well what's of course if you don't i don't know if you somehow missed this this is of course the famous flair for the gold right mm-hmm. and they've got the segment of rick flair and sting and bulldog and they're talking about who the sting and bulldog who their big surprise partner is for war games He's going to shock you. He is the shock master. And this is live. Big explosion. He comes stumbling through the wall. He trips. His helmet falls off. His glittery Star Wars helmet falls off. That's what it is. He gets up. And the funniest part is like the guys, kudos to Sid for keeping a straight face this whole time. Yeah. And you hear like, in the unedited version on YouTube, you hear Bulldog saying, he fucking fell right in his ass. He fell right in his ass. <laughs> and the story behind it was the prop designer was setting up the wall, but he had like a two by four, like at the base of it. Yeah. <laughs> and he just tripped over because he had that stupid helmet on his head. <laughs> he didn't, he couldn't step up. He just like pushed through the wall and he's, he just tripped. <laughs> Poor uncle Fred, uncle Fred. Oh, God. <laughs> They, they couldn't even cut away. They kept the camera on him. He's just fumbling around with his helmet. <laughs> well, maybe the other guys were laughing, you know? That was also a great Comic-Con exclusive figure yeah. with him upside down in it, right? <laughs> he did. You're right. Like, um, you said you were texting me, so you watched that live. Did you, I remember it was like watching a Clash it of Champions. Live. Yeah, you watched it. And I was like, I think that's Tugboat. Like, in my head, because, you know, I, I watch WWF a lot of times, too, and I'm like... I think that's tugboat. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was something, you know, you saw it and I'm like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, people at school or whatever was talking about the, the glitter helmet and star stormtroopers, And, you know, it was just a thing. And every year it's kind of brought up. If that came out now, they'd be sued for using by like Disney for using a stormtrooper helmet. On right. TV. No kidding, man. All right, so Fall Brawl WCW War Games took place September 19th, 1993 from in Houston, Texas, the Astro Arena. They say the attendance was 6,000, but there's a lot of empty seats in this arena, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, so the show starts off with a weird intro video talking about fall and war. It's like a 50s-style video of, like, fall, back to school, but war. Like, what the hell? Uh-huh. Uh, and then we get, a, we get to the arena, 
get kind of a recap of the matches and we get a that there's a, a risk st- there's like a during the recap of the matches there it's like a st- it's like the board game risk map type of things only can describe it of the pieces of people yeah. and their faces mm-hmm. and then we go to a, a ringside announcers of tony shivani jesse ventura jesse says that there's a lot of texicans here i'm not sure if that's <laughs> oh, offensive jesse. or not he's got a lot to say this show he does. i don't know if he was drunk or what but i thought this was one of his last shows but no he's there through 94 uh then we go to eric bischoff for some reason and he kicks us to michael buffer who's here to announce our first matchup, which is Lord Steven Regal mm-hmm. with William, who's basically his manager in a little hat and a little umbrella. Little Sir William. He's like the yeah. um, the English odd job. The English odd job. I like it. Right? And I love, I still love this to this day, the the, the walkway that connects all the way to the ring, level mm-hmm. with the ring. I love yeah, that I like so it. much. <clears throat> AEW did that for a few shows back in the day when Cody was there, but... Ever since I think Cody like smashed his face on it at hmm. a pay per view, I think it was Full Gear, two thousand, maybe it was two thousand. Anyway, or twenty twenty. I'm sorry, and uh, yeah, they kind of stopped it. And then he's taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He's the TV champion. He's spitting fire here, so he you know he kept his spitting fire gimmick that he apparently hated from WWF. <laughs> like you mentioned it before, where he's like kind of walk with this kerosene in his mouth to spit it out right yeah How gross is that i don't know did you ever do the thing with the hairspray in the lighter as a kid or this you know i've you know done that about? i've done that yeah oh yeah yeah we used to we used to do that at each other which was stupid until one time i lit my thumb on fire <laughs> and that was the end of that because <laughs> i used like a shitty like 89 cent bic lighter that's like the size of your pinky ring yeah. you're like oh geez so yeah, I remember, you know, as a kid, you hear, oh, this is flammable, this is flammable, people talking about doing the, um, the like, the flamethrower with the hairspray bottle. So mm-hmm. one of the things I would do, like, my safe way to do it, like, I'd spray the inside of the, like, the bathroom sink with hairspray, and I would light that on fire. It would fire, it would fire up, and then it would die out. And, and then, then your mom walks in, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and then, you you know, later on, you're, like, doing it outside, or, I wouldn't do it inside, because I didn't want to burn the house down. <laughs> We shot each we shot each other with fireballs. How stupid we were! Unbelievable. Oh my god! So yeah, at the beginning of this match, Tony, I could feel like Tony like really trying to put this whole show over because he was saying, um, "There's there's fans still lining up around the building. There's at least two thousand people that's going to be turned away from the Astro Arena. This one's going to be amazing." I'm like, "Okay, that's a good job, Tony." If there was two thousand people turned away, they miscounted how many tickets were sold because yeah. there was plenty of open seats even at the main event. And he's like, you know, people are still filling in here because obviously when you open up the show, you see a lot of empty seats. I think that's his excuse to kind of say that people are still coming in, so yeah. they're not all here yet. So eventually, the seats will be full. So what do you think of this match, Ricky Steamboat versus Steven Regal? I like both guys and. Like a lot of the show, I, I thought it was slow but hard hitting. Um, you know the, the arm drags and the chops, and it wasn't really mm-hmm. a a, um, a regal match, but it wasn't really a, a steamboat match. It was kind of a mix of, of both, which I didn't think worked that well. Um, but I thought Ricky looked great. You know, he's coming out. He's he's good physique. He's he's uh, yeah. There's ribs tape though. Yeah, he has ribs tape, but I don't know. He he was just like peak. I think. Um, probably peak steamboat there's there's a lot of it's there's a lot of chain wreck you mentioned chain wrestling hammer locks and and leg locks and and mm-hmm. takedowns and things like that 
And like you mentioned, Tony saying the crowd is arriving late, which probably hurts this match a little bit because maybe they were holding off like, hey, let's do the boring stuff till the crowd shows up type of thing in the match here. But you think that uh, they put on a, a match that happens after this first, you know, just to kind of wait till oh, people get I, in there. Maybe they didn't want to rearrange the show. I oh, mean, okay. the, the problem is, is this is a match that's kind of long. It's almost 20 minutes. Yeah. And it probably could have been 11 or 12. Um, it probably would have been a lot better. Uh, there's one point where Jesse Ventura says, if I was Ricky Steve, would I would just punch the referee in the face right here. <laughs> just to get it over with. <laughs> get a, he's like, get a DQ. He's like, yeah, you might lose a little money on the, on the winner's purse, but you you know, you you get to live another day. Mm-hmm. Keep your uh, title. The, win- the winner's purse thing's like a gorilla thing. Remember that? Gorilla Monsoon WWE. I like oh, that because there, there was some, uh, you know, some. Some, some stakes. Yeah, that's right. Stakes. Yeah, some stakes there. Uh, they, there is an awesome spot where Ricky reverses a body slam into a tombstone pile driver. I'm yeah. Like, Ooh, I've never seen that before. That was a pretty sweet thing. So that's something else I'd like someone modern to steal. Uh, another note I have this match, the show first starts, the show kind of feels like junky. <laughs> like it kind of feels like amateur. I don't know. It feels not what I'm used to yeah. with the stuff we normally watch. Well, I, I, know, I did put at the end of this, like it didn't feel like it was more like a clash of champions, but not on that level. Right. Right. It felt yeah, like exactly. a WCW Saturday night. And mm-hmm. it was just like an average Saturday night. <laughs> WCW Saturday night, 6.05 Eastern. Not even a good Saturday night. I mean. No, not even a good one. Uh, end of the match happens here where Regal tosses Ricky Steamboat over the rope. He skins the cap. But before he does that, Sir William cracks the shit out of Ricky Steamboat with the umbrella. Uh-huh. Right in, and then Regal German suplexes Ricky uh, for the win. One, two, three. We got a new TV champion. But my goodness, William Regal, not William Regal, Sir William, he didn't hold back with that umbrella. What a <laughs> bastard. Yeah. He, mi- I said he Mr. walloped him. <laughs> Mr. Fuji esque, I mm-hmm. would say. That's right. Just destroyed him, right, right? And then we go out to <clears throat> the. I guess the broadcast or the interview area where Eric Bischoff is there to interview the nasty boys. They said they got a big secret, which is they're going to win with a bulldog. They're going to win the tag team champions with a bulldog. Oh, okay. Not, not big, it was very <clears throat> weird. Very weird. Our next matchup here is Big Sky versus Charlie Norris. Charlie Norris, I have the note, is Dollar Store Tatanka. Mm-hmm. He's the newcomer to WCW. He's undefeated. Big Sky's big. It's all. This is a match that should have been on TV, right? This is, uh, should have been like a, a dark match. Yes. The the good, the kind of fun thing about this, Big Sky, as you and I found out, is actually Sabretooth from the X-Men movies. And? And Michael Myers from the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween movies. <laughs> so who knew? Yeah, so when I first saw him come out, I'm like, this dude looks familiar. And then I, I, I kind of, you know, I Googled him. I'm like, oh, who's this guy? I'm like, oh, he was Sabretooth. That's why it kind of looks familiar to me. But then the yeah, thought, uh, um, the Michael Myers bit was good, too. I thought he looked like Jericho, like a giant Jericho. Okay. <laughs> you didn't think you know what? When it? he first came out, I thought it was Jericho. You're like, ooh, he's he's starting early in the WCW. Yeah, I'm like, wait, this is 93? Mm-hmm. It's a four-minute <clears throat> match. <clears throat> it's bad. Uh, the crowd even says so with some boring chants throughout it. Um, Charlie Norris, he wins with a big knee. It's not, and like Shivani calls it a big boots. I think he even jacked up the finish. Yeah, and then he wins and he, <laughs> he dances around like a moron. And hey, this is the positive. This is the positive show. 
And then he does he, he does a rain dance. How about that? He he's even got like party city style costume on. It's not even a good outfit. No, like, it's, the, the positive part is we got to see Sabretooth in a wrestling match. Right? Yeah, that was awesome. It was. It was that was the coolest part. So you got this actor who's not really billed as an actor. He's billed as a wrestler. That becomes big an sky. Actor. Perfect. A lot of big Josh, big sky. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it was earlier. Is this big Josh? I'm like, no, it's big sky. Okay. <laughs> and we go backstage to Scott Dunlap, who interviews the British Bulldog. Uh, Scott Dunlap's some kid that has cerebral palsy. So good for him for doing this interview and good for WCW for giving him the chance. Yeah. I was, I was waiting for. Um, jesse to say something but he, he really did he, did he thought jesse was gonna say yeah something. i thought he was gonna say something well yeah. he kind of does yeah but it, it's Be- not the as offensive as i thought he was gonna say yeah because shivani goes now we'll go to scott dudlap and jesse goes who <laughs> but maybe, i thought that, maybe, i thought this interview was kind of i mean it, it was good to have it there you know for scott dunlap but it was really basic you know Interview is like, oh, uh, Davy Boy's running down how each member of his, his team is unique. He's like, this one's got power. This one's got speed. This one's got size. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was kind of well, the end of it. Got. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, could you do a bulldog impression for the, for the listeners? No. You can. The only one I could do is the, he fucking fell, in his, he fell right in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> he is looking jacked here. So I, th- I'm sur- I think the... Drug testing was a little le- more lenient in WCW than mm-hmm. it was WWF. So it's just so weird, right? Like this show, Nasty Boys, they were in WWF before. Bulldog, even Ric Flair, he was there in 92. Yeah, uh, Rick Rude was th- Rick Rude was there. The Shockmaster was there. Sid Vicious was there the year before. He was in the mm-hmm. freaking main event of WrestleMania against Hogan, right? Ricky Steamboat, he was in W. Like everyone just coming over. To WCW because Vince, I guess, is going Orndorff. Going. Yeah, well, he was he was gone for a while. He was in WCW for a while at this time. Mm-hmm. But Rick yeah, Rude, little, yeah, I mentioned him. Oh, okay, I thought you said Ric Flair. Paul Roma, he was in there. <clears throat> he was in WWF. Big Sky never in WWF though. I don't think was so. Yoshi Kwan ever in WWF? I don't know. We'll get to Yoshi Kwan in a little bit in the whole Cactus Jack story, which just had me cracking up. So that's, that's one po- another positive thing about this show is the Cactus Jack story. <laughs> that's such Jack a good story. story. <laughs> that I forgot about. We'll get to that. Let's not jump ahead. <clears throat> we'll go to our next matchup here, which is two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell took on the Equalizer and Paul Orndorff. I don't know. I thought this match was kind of fun. This is like a good TV style match. I, yeah, I liked I love the team of Scorpio good. and Bagwell. Me too. Great entrance song. Um, awesome, you know, front flip ending by Two Cold Scorpio. It's a 450 splash, my brother. And that's not commonplace in 93. Oh, no. Right? Too, too Cold was the dude. I mean, he could do all that high flying stuff, the spins and the 450s and the 360s and the flapjack. You know, he did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I, I was. it was cool stuff, right? And I always mm-hmm. think of... Uh, well, now I, whenever I see Two Cold Scorpio, did you watch that Dark Side of the Ring Collision in Korea episode? Um, it was on, and I, I wasn't really paying attention, but because I was, so I they was told, making breakfast and watching it. Yeah, well, they told Two Cold Story told the story of uh, him beating the crap out of Scott Norton on the bus. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember hearing that, so that was pretty funny. Um, and weren't they, know, weren't he, they arrested or something for that? They were like, I don't know, they were stopped. I, this isn't a. Dark yeah, Side yeah. of the Ring podcast okay. yet. This is a positive broadcast. Gotcha. We're going to talk about that stuff here. 
<clears throat> Any notes you have in this this ten minute TV tag team match? Basically, what it was. Well, there was a lot of slow parts. Where um, what do you call those rest holes? There's a lot of yeah, rest, and the, and the crowd yeah. couldn't stop chanting Paula, Paula, yeah. Paula, and you know, Orndorff's got to act like it's getting under his skin, <laughs> like it's the first I mean, first time he's ever been called Paul in his life. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bagwell and uh, Too Cold have the purple and yellow tights. Yeah. Those are kind of nice. They're matching. I like like matching tag teams. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, the like I said, there's nothing really that happens here except for rest holds until the end. And there's the 450 splash for the win. One, two, three. It was fine. It was, so far, it's been one of the more entertaining matches on the show. Yeah, I, th- I think it's the, the top one so far. Over Big Sky? Um, yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't mind the Steamboat Regal match. It's be- I mean, I really think the cane shot or the umbrella shot did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I expected a lot out of that first match. And... I kept wanting to like it, kept wanting to like it, but it's just like the chemistry for me wasn't there. So it's mm-hmm. just like felt kind of flat for me. Yeah. After this, uh, we go to a promo with Regal where he gives his, he's an evil British guy, talks about def- defending the championship. He's with Sir William. Mm-hmm. Just he's got the championship and his cape. He put his cape back on for the interview, which was nice of Regal to do. After that, we get our next matchup, which is Pierce versus Ice Train. Shanghai uh, Pierce. Shanghai Pierce, these are aka the Godwins. They be the Godwins next year. They will. Pierce Pierce and his his partner with him, Tex Slazinger. Slazinger. <laughs> they they're the Godwins. Um And th- this is know. this is prime Saturday night. Yeah. Match. Like Definitely. like like your main event on WCW Saturday night. This is the this is a main event anywhere in the country on Saturday night at six right. But I remember liking Ice Train, you know, on <laughs> when uh, WCW Saturday Night would come on, like Sarah, I'm like Ice Train. Oh, he's familiar because he was kind of like a mainstay on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. Night for a while. Yeah. Is the the good news about these matches, like these last couple? I mean, I guess last was ten minutes, but this is a three minute match. Mm-hmm. Ice Train wins <clears throat> three minutes. I love oh, it. You had, it's like it's match. like he's like Hobbs. Yeah. All right, now we're up to the first. I'd say big stakes match of the night. Mm-hmm. The Nasty Boys. Take on the four horsemen on Anderson and Paul Roma for the cha- tag team championships of the world. Nasty Boys come out with Missy Hyatt, who's looking, ooh, yeah, nice. in her leopard print. Nasty Boys, you got notes of what Jesse was saying about her. <laughs> well, well, like Shivani's like, I thought I recognized her, or I thought she looked mm-hmm. familiar. And, and Jesse's like, her her breasts <laughs> or her chest. <laughs> He's like, he's like, no, the way she walks. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like her uh, pectorals. And then they go to a sign in the crowd that says, Missy, did you buy those? Yeah. What are you talking <laughs> about? Her shoes, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. So inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, this is this is also. I, I a, love the look of Missy, like coming out. You know, she's she's got the, 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 the metal, the curly hair, the sunglasses, the leather jacket, the, the leopard. uh I was going to say onesie, <laughs> the, the yeah. unitard. Like, oh. like she looks like a, 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 like a biker girl, you know, with the nasty boys. So I'm like, I liked it. So we had Elizabeth in WWF, right? But mm-hmm. she was like a classy, beautiful woman. I think Missy Hyatt was the first like sex appeal girl yeah. I saw in wrestling. Can you think of another one bef- before Missy Hyatt? Not really, no. Even at, I'm trying to think of WWF had anyone in close. No. They didn't, right? Because Sherry wasn't 
use that at all. Was it Sunny? Was like kind of the first sex appeal girl in WWF? Was it Sunny? Is that late ninety five? Mm, yeah, it had to have been. That's nuts, right? When you think about it. Yeah. Most downloaded uh, woman AOL. on AOL. Yeah. And I, th- so I remember a- uh, Cindy Margolis for some reason. Like, I think she was in WWE. You know, she was somebody no, different. She, but she was no, the most she, downloaded. Like, the year yeah, after. Yeah, but she wasn't on the... I think she was, like, a specialist or special guest one time on WWF. Yeah. Like five years after she was popular, mm-hmm. which is what they tend to do. Right. Uh, this is a 23-minute match. Almost 24 minutes. <clears throat> I don't think the Nasty Boys should ever be in a match more than six minutes. No, I mean, they just minutes. come out there. They're bruisers. They come out. They, you know, they, they talk their trash. And, and Nobbs is classic for just, like, yelling it, like, frenetically, like <laughs> like like a classic wrestler, you know? Yeah. They're, I guess they're the good guys here. Like, they're the baby faces, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I couldn't, I didn't really understand that, um, but whatever. The Missy Hyatt thing is the biggest kind of bonus for me right yeah i mean you got the nasty boys you got roman anderson and just the mm-hmm. cast of, of the the characters in this match like missy is like a good bonus like okay yeah. she's she's out there you know you're, she looks good right so she's out there and then she's like jaw jacking with the ringside fans and you know trying to distract the referee not as much as she should but you know she <laughs> she's just doing other things to to kind of also have your attention on other than the four guys in the ring or the two guys on the outside and all that kind of stuff. It was just a there's, good, good. There's mix. also a ton of like Missy Hyatt commentary between the crowd, between Jesse throughout uh, this entire match. Yeah. Like the crowd starts calling her a crack whore. Oh, you know, did they you? did. Yes, they did. I was oh. like, okay. I thought, you know, that's terrible. I get, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were calling the nasty boys, fat boys, fat boys. I was like, you guys are so unoriginal. <laughs> calling and Polly, then, calling Paul Roma, Paula, calling nasties, fat boys. <laughs> and Yeah, apparently Houston's, you know, they're, they're, it's Nastyville in Houston. It's yeah, not regular. It's got to be. Got uh, nasty Tony Schiavone sized. is asking Jesse on commentary, like, what does Missy Hyde offer in a manager? Uh-huh. Jesse says, I bet she could put you into a few holds. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And, t- and Tony is quickly like trying to get away from <laughs> those comments. Yeah. Um, and then. So even in 93, porky- Tony knew what was up. <laughs> He's like, I'm staying away from this controversial stuff. There's Porky Pig chants. Who are they oh, chanting? Are man. they chanting that at knobs? Knobs? Oh, Porky Pig. I mean, it, it, Ew, is this like a high school audience or a grade school audience? <laughs> I think they're just liquored up. I think yeah. they were outside drinking in the parking lot before the show. That's why they're not like, that's where they're late arriving crowd. They were here. Yeah. They're just, just pounding beers. Cause I feel like Taking- 10 years later, there would be way different names. <laughs> People would be calling them. Besides, you don't think Porky pigs, uh, universal going to last forever. Um, no, I mean, there's gotta be something else. Yeah. That's too childish. Okay. That's too <sighs> immature. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's more Porky chants. There's back and forth fighting. There's double noggin knockers. Yeah. You know, clacking their coconuts together. A lot of knockers in this one, huh? Definitely. Uh, the ending here is interesting <laughs> because, geez, sorry. I'm, I'm like Shivani, just moving yeah. on from your Jesse. Right. Don't worry. <laughs> right. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> Don't worry. Jesse gets worse later in the Ric Flair versus Rick Rude match. Yeah. We'll get to that. His mic gets cut off because <laughs> he's so bad. By Sarah Lee. 
Yeah. He's the, gonna, uh, he's the, conte- move to little the con- Debbie's. The contestant who passed away from uh, Tough Enough? I think no, it was this not year? the same. It was. Not the same girl. Oh, okay. Not the same girl at all. I don't think she was born in 93, probably. Anyway. Or, yeah, she must have been. Anyway. Going off subject here. The match ends when there is an elp. So, Paul Roma, it's kind of like a uh, finisher on knobs, right? Mm-hmm. He's going for the pin. Yeah. But Sags drops maybe the worst elbow drop I've ever seen from the top rope uh-huh. onto his head, which is, in fairness, pretty impactful. And because of that, Nobbs gets the pin. One, two, three. New tag team champions, Nasty Boys, which I was happy to see. Yeah, that that music, and you get uh, Missy Hyatt celebrating the with them. Nasty Boys. That's the music. <laughs> and I, I did a screenshot when she's got both our arms up, and her head is like right in between their armpits. <laughs> she's coming up back, back up the ramp. Mm-hmm. I thought she fit okay. well with them. She should have stayed with them. Yeah, I'm, I was fine anytime Missy Hyatt was on my screen as as a young man. Yeah, a young but the, child I mean, her her promos were pretty awkward. Like just like her interviews or when she's like talking to somebody in the back, like it was just awkward. But to see her like in this role, uh, I don't know. I, I just thought she was perfect with this. Well, what, nasty what could sized have Missy. What could have been if she stuck with him? What could have been right? Yeah. Okay, now we get to my favorite part of the show which is a recap of the Cactus Jack storyline. <laughs> do you remember this at all before I get started, kind of giving people the recap of it? I kind of do as I was watching it again. I'm like, I remember seeing parts of this here and there as I was watching, but I don't I don't remember this whole um, package itself. Okay. Like, I just remember so, he was he, he lost his memory. He had this and right. like the next week, you know. So I don't recommend watching this show to someone. Like, there's nothing particularly great about it, right? However... If you're going to flip it on, right right after the Nasty Boys win the title, watch this segment because Cactus Jack's facing Yoshi Kwan. You're thinking that's kind of a weird random match because who the fuck is Yoshi Kwan and what do we get, how do we get here, all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Cactus Jack and Vader are having a feud, right? And at some point, Vader's beating the hell out of Cactus, power bombs him on the floor. On the cement. And Cact- yeah. Pulls up Cactus the padding, goes, drops him right in the cement, bangs his head. Cactus Jack goes missing. So we get Catherine White looking for him, right? And eventually she finds him. It's like report, she f- reporter style, like investigation. Yeah. And where does she find him? She finds him living with the homeless people in Cleveland mm-hmm. of all places. He's got mud and on his sh- face. He's shaved. He's living in a homeless community. And she's like, are you Cactus Jack? He's like, why are you calling me that name? I'm not Cactus Jack. No, I don't even know who that is. And I'm I'm not doing it justice, the how ridiculous this is, and how much Mick Foley took the bit seriously and leaned into it. That's what's great about it. Well, well maybe so you could insert it, audio. If I could find it, I will. I mean, if you not, just you pull know. it up. Okay, <laughs> just, I will. Just pull it so up here, and record I, here, So Yeah, so here's what we're talking about right here. Then, based on a clue... Catherine White headed to the streets of Cleveland, where, after encountering many problems, she finally located Cactus Jack. He was living with the homeless in Cleveland and apparently suffering from amnesia. Jack! Cactus Jack! Why do you call me by that name? Oh, I see. Swampy. He told you my name was Jack. 
But I'm just a simple sailor with no name. I'm afraid Swampy's a bit adrift. Too much shore leave. She attempted many times to jog his memory, even brought his family to Cleveland. But all attempts were futile. I'm sorry, but I don't know you. Uh, I wish I did. After that last emotional encounter, gave up. And WCW fans figured they would never see Cactus Jack again. So, yeah. So she's asking him. She brings his kids up. He's like, I don't recognize mm-hmm. this lady. His wife and kids doesn't recognize him. And then my favorite part, as you pointed on Twitter. So Harley Race, and this, this by the way, this takes place over like four months. Uh, Harley Race keeps getting gifts Mm-hmm. In the mail from the pranks, people. opens up. It's a it's a little mini cactus with the price tag still on it, <laughs> and not just like any price tag. It's one of those price tag gun stickers <laughs> yeah. that you'd get at like Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> like, like on your toys. <laughs> <laughs> the price tag gun, like, and it's like <laughs> instead of turning that around, yeah, it's facing right of towards all the camera. goddamn things, like. <laughs> they, they just handed it to him just never said anything to him like you know make sure this is turned away or nothing it's just it's one of those things where you just i don't know this is like television <laughs> I, I feel hey. like if i was like a producer a pro- of this i would yeah. say look take the tag off of this i don't want to see it on tv take the tag oh no i mean tag's fine it works or Keep at least at there. least turn the pot around <sighs> i'm just laughing at the price gun (laughs) (laughs) anyway cactus jack comes back at the clash of champions beats the hell out of vader and i'm thinking like this seems like a package leading up to a cactus jack vader match it has to be but But vader is in war is in war games oh by the way cactus jack is looking for his little bag which is basically like a little moccasin purse you'd get at a souvenir store we don't Uh, really know what's in it uh, he wants it pouch like he a, wants his like, bag back. Maybe there's teeth in it. I don't know. There's something mm-hmm. in it. Not his ear uh, yet, is it? Uh, I don't think it's his ear. He he has lost his ear at this point, though. Okay. Ironically, in a match with Vader, where he gets caught in the ropes. So the reason he's facing Yoshi Quang or Yoshi Quan is a bounty was put out on Cactus Jack's head by Harley Race, and for some reason he makes Yoshi Quan be the guy to go after him. Right. And. Yep. This leads to a pay-per-view match, which is a three-minute squash of Cactus Jack beating the hell out of Yoshi Kwan and basically saying, hey, I'm going to beat up Vader at the next pay-per-view at Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. So That's right. It's kind of a big a big tease, right? <laughs> right. All right. We go next up to our semi-main event here, wait, Rick Rude. Wait, what are you doing? You're skipping right over everything. <clears throat> what am, I'm not skipping over anything. <laughs> what am I skipping over? Nothing. <laughs> so, he, so he beats the shit out of Kwan. Yeah. Now the only way he really wins this match <laughs> is to beat up Harley Race again his little pouch back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he does. So like that was a fun yeah, that was a fun story. <laughs> I don't think I missed much there, though he got his little pouch. It's literally like a little pouch. Like yeah. it's I'm not exaggerating. It's that's what it is. It's like a like a little leather cowhide pouch and uh, it's something you'd get at a souvenir store yeah. in the nineties. And maybe that's probably where they got it in the same place they got the cactus. Mm-hmm. If you go to the like price tag on Mexico or Texas, Wisconsin Dells. Oh, Wisconsin Dells. Okay. I'm sure it's in there. 
All right, so we get our Rick Rude versus Ric Flair for the WCW International World Championship, which is the NWA title, but they didn't have access to the NWA title at this time. So eventually they get merged with the WCW title, and it's it's goofy. Anyway, we show how we're, we get here. We're at a Flair for the Gold, which is Ric Flair's kind of talk show thing he did. And Rick Rude's there in his all-over jumpsuit in a fanny pack. Hits the rude awakening on Ric Flair, kind of on like a tile floor. And I don't think Rick Rude knew kind of how hard that floor was because yeah. he smacks it pretty good. Well, he hit him um, in the back of the head with the with the championship belt first. He did. You know, he's he's a bastard. He is. Oh, rotten, this is rotten like, rude. Yeah, and this this was probably my favorite match on the card. It's not mm-hmm. the best, but the last ten minutes are really really good. The problem with that is it's a thirty minute match. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, th- this match starts off, and I just want to say how how much I like the Rude Awakening. The, as a finisher, yeah, it's just a slow twisting neck breaker, and then you get it, and then it's just like a quick drop. I think the problem with it is it takes too long to set up. I don't know. I like I like how long it takes to set up. Okay, you can kind of tease <laughs> it throughout the match. Like, oh, you almost got it. Type yeah. of thing. Yeah, just like that. Okay. That we all, well, Rick Flair also has Fifi with him by his side, who was his mm-hmm. maid during the Flair for the Gold. And but now she comes out in a regular dress as his escort. Flair's in his purple robe here, and not in her work Jessie, uniform. She looks a lot different. Yeah, and Jesse makes lots of remarks about her, which we'll get to. And Rick Rude, before the match starts, says, "You know, not only am I going to take your title, but I'm going to take your woman." And takes, he takes his off robe his, off. To reveal what's on his what's on his trunks, Fifi. Yep, Rick Hart's is, Fifi forever on the buttocks, and get her face on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Oof. In the maid outfit. Yep, and then right away, Jesse Ventura starts his anti-women rants, saying uh, the housework that Fifi Fifi does, what women everywhere should do, <laughs> and then that they should be women should be barefoot and pregnant, and. Uh, and then they cut Jesse's mic off because he's saying <laughs> The audio technician, Sarah Lee, cut it off. I yeah, think Shivani's like, you better cool it or you're going to get cut off. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what they do. <laughs> they literally cut his mic off. Yeah. And, he's been and you can hear dick. him like over Shivani's mic, like, turn my mic back on. He's like, I don't care. And eventually he steals Shivani's mic yeah. to start talking into that. Shivani's like, oh God, what have I what have I done to deserve this? What a <laughs> what a career Tony Shivani's had from what he started till now. Yeah. Like he's he's seen everything. He's worked with everybody. You know, it's, it's what a career he that guy's had. Oh, he finally got a figure too, his AEW figure. So maybe if that's on sale at ringside 6.0, I'll mm-hmm. pick it up. About you, you want a Shivani figure in your life? Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how low it goes. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Sarah Lee thing. I guess is the director of the show, and Jesse says, "I'm going to switch to Betty Crocker now. No more Sarah Lee for me." <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, such a such an easy uh, joke to make. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of arm work here by Ric Flair. He's trying to take away the rude awakening from Rick Rude, which mm-hmm. is kind of a good strategy there. This is, if you've ever seen a Ric Flair match, this is pretty standard type of thing. A lot of slow mat work, a lot of bill, well, a lot he does, of selling He does by get way. the figure four on, you know, closer to the beginning of the match, but uh, Rude gets, yeah. works his way out of it. 
Yeah. Uh, there's also at one point Ric Flair hits the Rude Awakening on Rick Rude, which yeah. gets a big pop from the crowd. One, two, but a foot on the ropes by Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of back and forth here. But again, the last 10 minutes, good stuff. There's belly to black suplexes. There's uh, quick, there's, uh, I'm sorry, false finish counts. It's, it's pretty good. Um, the ending is even good here too, where... Ric Flair gets Rick Rude in the figure four. He's going for the win. The crowd's going crazy. But for some reason, Fifi and the referee are distracted. Rude reaches down into his trunks, pulls out some brass knucks, and nails Flair in the head. One, two, three, and Rick Rude is your WCW champion or international world champion. Yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, that, that last, 10 minutes. last 10 minutes was good because um, you get the okay. Fifi on the, the apron and Rick Rude just... Just make, just make, trying to pull in her in, just you know, against her will and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, then she's he's like, "How dare you do that to me?" Because she slapped him, and then he's like, she did. talking down to her, and then Flair comes up behind him. But yeah, I mean, you always put a woman in a match like this, at a, like a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. No, some good heat. <laughs> Never. You know what I'm saying, brother? Brother, no brother, Speaking brother, of- like Taz. Speaking of heat, we've got. The War Games matchup. Sting, Davies Boy Smith, Dustin Rhodes, and the Shockmaster with Road Warrior Animal on the outside for some reason. Well, he's take got the Sid, experience. Take on he's Sid Vicious, Vader, Harlem Heat, who are not Booker T and Stevie Ray, by the way, but Cole and Kane. Mm-hmm. And, and they have and, Harley Race. And Colonel Robert Parker. I'll shit my pants in the War Games. <laughs> <laughs> and Harley Race. Just smoking cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All pissed off. All right. The cage lowers down. Get a lot of pyro for the for the cage, which is cool. And then when it like lowers all the way, there's a big boom. I think it scared the shit out of Jesse. He's like, run to attack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I like the, I had a lot of fun watching this match. It's 15 minutes long, 16 minutes long. Jesse's always good for, you know, some quotes. <laughs> that's that's definitely true. I think he might have been drunk at this show. That's okay. He might have been, I think he was drinking. That's that's what I would have said. You know what? There was rumors that Heenan was drunk, you know, later in WCW, which, which I guess is what you got to do if you're going to get through some WCW stuff. Maybe we should have been drunk for this show. Nah. It would have been a how lot about, funnier. How about that low ceiling cage? Because we had some big, beefy men in here. Yeah. And they're, it's pretty tight quarters, even with two rigs. Yeah, and trying to press slam somebody into the, the top of the steel didn't look like it would hurt anyway, but they did mm-hmm. it a couple times. I think Sting got kind of pushed into the <laughs> pushed into the top yeah. of the cage. and Sid, maybe? Uh, I don't remember. But yeah. but just pushing him into the, the top is, I don't know. Well, but, what happens is, is uh, there's a double gorilla press spot where Sting and the Bulldog are both basically gorilla pressing Sid together. But instead of dropping him, they just keep pushing him into the top of the cage. Yeah. But like, but Shivani makes it, it sound more dangerous. He's like, you could, you know, it, it, there's sharp things on there, and you know, you could cut yourself. Well, speaking of cut themselves, Dustin Rhodes two minutes into the match is bleeding like a stuck pig. You know what? He's Dustin got, Rhodes looked good. Like he was, just, yeah. he was on fire. Like the way he was just punching, and you know that that punch half slap type look that he always did with like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he was on a roll. He, he took his boot off, was using it as a weapon. Yeah, he's walking around in one boot and sock on the other one and <laughs> just nailing everybody with it. He's all bloody. It, this was definitely not the worst War Games match ever. No. I thought it was fun. No, I mean, once it, 
they're always fun once you get everybody in there. Then they're all kind of paired up. You know, the, the odds are... And that's the other fun part of it is the, the disadvantage. Of War Games matches? Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, but then once it gets all evened up, you know, let the games begin, blah, blah, blah. It's like now, you know, now it's on, but... It's on. Yeah. It, it's definitely on. But I, I loved how much Dustin, like, just came in and he was, he was like, a legit, like... Uh, like threat to vader like he's beating the shit out of him that got him you know in the corner you know beating him down vader's on think, vader's on the damn mat the other thing that's kind of cool is so with the current war game style all of the people are at the top of the ramp and like shark cages yeah waiting for their turn to come in here they're just in the outside of the ring giving tips shouting to people pounding mm-hmm. at it yeah i think that's kind of better than having them st- wait at the top of the ramp i think, I so think that, too. That, i think it'd be better I mean, they're um, in each corner, so obviously, you know, the distance from one corner to the other on a, on a double ring size, you know, that's enough space. Maybe yeah. throw a couple referees in between and you know, just keep them, keep them away from each other because nobody really attacked one another on the outside. Another thing that's cool is the cameramen are inside the cage with yeah. them, so you don't have to, that bad mesh view through the fence, but... Because there's so many guys in there to begin with, and now you got a couple more cameramen in there. It's just uh-huh. really tight quarters. You get some really tight shots. Yeah. There's one point where Vader like falls into a camera guy, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vader's doing the Vader, Vader, Vader. Like you know, every time he punches, it's what I think. Vader, Vader, ooh, 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 Vader, fat piece of shit. Ooh, as he called. Remember that in WWF? I love Vader. Uh, he's a bad man. He is. He's a big bad man. Uh, and the entire time. We didn't even mention the Shockmaster coming out and the entrance dressed like a plumber. Yeah. We kind of did at the beginning, but he's literally wearing a button-up cut-off shirt, mm-hmm. jeans, work boots, and a construction hat for some reason. Yeah. So that's what they said. <laughs> Instead of wearing, you know, your Star Wars glitter helmet, just put this construction hat on. Or even, um, I don't know, some sort of... I don't even know, like something with uh, uh, lightning bolts, <laughs> you know, you know, something a little jazzy to you know, be the shock master. No, I think he was. Per- I think it was perfect how he was dressed up. Well, I mean, f- for comedic reasons, but you know, for character, it's ter- this terrible. The match is fun. Did you like it? I liked it a lot. No, the match is fun. fun. It's just that you know, I, I wouldn't have him come out, you know, looking like the complete opposite of what a shock master should look like. Maybe they were trying to get it so far away from what he came out as is possible yeah. to make people forget about it. <laughs> I guess. What's the opposite of a, a glittery star trooper? Oh, an old plumber with a construction hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going with. <laughs> should we change his name? No, we say, we, we already called him the shock master. <laughs> we, pay, we, we paid for the IP. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna use it it's already been trademarked <laughs> we're gonna use it he's also the last guy in the match so he's got a, the big hype he comes in you know what and he comes in he is huge like i didn't tugboat like in a land of giants wwf at the time it's you know you got, already got big guys muscular guys like and, and i didn't realize how big he was he gets in there he's he's taller than vader he's bigger than vader He's about the yeah. same size as Sid, but he's like twice the size of Sid. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my god! I never realized like how big this guy was. Like he actually looked like he could beat everybody yeah. up, like uh, Omos. Yeah, like Omos, except whiter, whiter or yeah. whiter. 
both, right? I said wider, but I guess both yeah. are app, yeah. you know, apply here. Uh, the only thing that sucks about this match is the ending, where the Shockmaster has Cole, uh, Booker Cole, T. Booker T in a bear hug, and apparently he quits, and that's the match. But it's here's over. the thing. He's in a bear hug for at least two minutes, and as the match is going, Vader stops. He's just staring at uh, Shockmaster, squeezing the life out of Cole. Sid mm-hmm. stops. He's just standing in the other ring looking at him. And it's like, okay, why aren't you Why aren't you helping your teammate? They're just stopped and stared. And then um, his brother, um, Kane, you know, he's working with uh, Bulldog in the corner. And, and he makes like a half-assed attempt to try to get away from Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was just a bad ending. It wasn't great. <laughs> no. <laughs> but And even at the end, he's like, I never quit. I never quit. I never gave up. Yeah, and the crowd like bails out of this arena so fast. Yeah. Normally, like, people are kind of waiting around. Nope, everyone's like, "All right, let's get home. Let's get to the bar." Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this might be the lowest ranked rated show we've ever done. I think. What what, what letter grade are you give it? Fall Brawl ninety three. Oh boy! Um, I initially was going to give it a C, but I'm going to give it a D plus. D plus. Yeah. Like it's not a complete fail. But, I mean, there are some, uh, some good talent in here. A lot of good stuff in uh, the war games match and just a lot of good things in every single match. You got the nasty boys with Missy high. You got flair and rude. Uh, the story with Fifi, uh, that whole cactus Jack with amnesia. And I don't really have amnesia. <laughs> I tricked everybody. I'm like, why would you trick anybody? It's <laughs> uh, just a lot of good stuff in here, but, you know, probably twice as bad stuff. So at least a D I would give. I'm going to go with a C minus. Okay. That's, that's where I was. Because we laughed. We, we had some laughs while All watching right. the show. Let me, right? let me change we had my some laughs. It's back to a C minus. Because I, I did say a lot of good stuff. Look at that. You know, we had fun right. on this week's show. We had, we chatted it up. We, so, so my top moments of this, <laughs> I would say Missy Hyde coming out first. You know, just okay. as far as the match itself. Uh, Missy Hyde being the surprise. Um, the, the Cactus Jack story, you know, when they go back that, and tell the whole story. I really like that. Uh, yeah. And the, the Fifi with with Ric Flair um, and Rude, you know, that that story, not so much the match, but the, has how that story played into the ending of the match I thought was good. And uh, just Dustin Roach is going ham on everybody <laughs> with his yeah. blood all over in his boot. Like, this dude was le- legit. Like, I remember watching this before he became came to WWF and Goldust and all that stuff. And I just thought he was a rookie. Like, he wasn't great. He was okay. He was good. But I don't remember him being this good. He was awesome. I did I didn't know he was Dustin Rhodes for, I couldn't tell you how long. I didn't know that Dustin Rhodes oh, was Goldust. I had no idea. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. No, did you know right away? Well, I, yeah, because he came out and, you know, the, the, the son of the um, um, Dusty, because Dustin Rhodes, I, I mean, I put it together and they mentioned No, it no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about when he came to, as Gold Dust. I didn't know he was Dustin Rhodes. Oh, I didn't either. No, no, you're right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, no, also in WWF, when he was the WWF briefly, they talked about him being Dusty's son. Yeah, in you're 1990. right. So I, I knew him from the renting the Royal Rumble. From his first 90. run. Yeah, I, I knew the Royal Rumble VHS rental days. of That's yeah. how I, he was Dusty's sons. I knew him from that. But, yeah, it's not a great show. We had some laughs, though, and that's what's important here. Right. On the PPW podcast. And we're going to get your weekend excited for you. This will get you pumped 
and uh, we've got some a lot of fun shows coming up next week. Nate and I are going to record our Christmas movie episode. We're doing Home Alone two for our special guest one. You should do Home and Alone then, three with a totally different no, cast. I sh- <laughs> no, definitely shouldn't do that. Definitely not going to do that. I, uh, I was talking to somebody about the, the follow up to the Christmas story, uh, Christmas, and okay, one of one of the commenters on this, uh, it was a tweet, you know. And somebody's like, oh, I love the the sequel. And then somebody responded, oh, this sequel? And it was Christmas Story 2 with completely different people. <laughs> I'm, like, I I don't, I'm like, I don't remember that at all, but that looks terrible. <laughs> uh, there was the My... You ever see My Summer Story? No. So that was kind of a sequel to it as well. It had the same narrator as the Christmas Story. Okay. So it wasn't bad. I remember, renting it as, I remember renting it from like the video store as a kid. Yeah. It's probably st- not great now, but I remember thinking it was okay. <clears throat> so before we wrap up Eric and do some shout outs and look aheads okay anything to, to chat about anything else you want to say um yeah I think I think one of my questions is I have you know the WWE superstars <laughs> series I got Hall Nash and I got yep. Hogan with that half painted mustache <laughs> now is that something I should should sell and just get a get the legit one where the mustache is painted are they <clears throat> are they hard to find I mean I guess so it's it, <sighs> Sorry, I don't know. My throat there. <laughs> I don't know if um, there's that many out there with half painted mustache. Are they all half painted? No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, where'd you get that one from? Oh, I ordered it from well, Walmart's third party website. Oh, so you can't re- so you can't return it to like Walmart store. Well, I can return it to Walmart because they they're affiliate. Well, they work with the partner. Well, that's what I'm saying. Could you party. return it and just order another one? I know, but I think it's worth more than what I paid for it. If you know, if so, well, I don't. It's Nobody I, wants a no one wants a figure that's got a bad paint job on it. But what if it's a mistake? It is a mistake. That's why nobody wants it. <laughs> that's why nobody wants it. <laughs> you can have it if you want. Um Okay. So anyway, Eric, as I was saying, don't worry about the mustache. Don't worry about the mustache. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up this week on that. <laughs> I thank everyone for listening as our, our connection got screwed up and all that, but thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to the podcast buddies for always supporting us and, and listen to them as well. Our friends at the Our Vantage Point podcast, the Fully Posable podcast, the Wrestling Cheers podcast, uh, the Raw's Nitro podcast. Lee out there in Australia is always doing a show. Our friends at the Ringside podcast, uh, Wrestling Cheers, just all of our podcast buddies and friends. Thanks to everyone in the Facebook group for continuing to share stuff and to participate. And hey, like I said, if you want to come to Chicago next weekend, come to come to our house for the Christmas party. It'll be fun. It's the classy Christmas party. The clash at the clash at the Christmas. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> clash at the Christmas. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Eric, thanks for jumping on and joining us this week, as always, as the co-host of the PPW Podcast. Everyone, thanks for listening. See you next week.